We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and today we are reviewing the films Speed for Speed, Divergent, and Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the So right now, we're speaking with Jerry about Need for Speed. Thank you for joining us today. Jerry, how are you? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Can you please tell us about this film? Well, basically, for Speed, in a nutshell, is about a guy and some buddies. They own a family-owned, well, repair shop. Up, and on the weekends, he goes speed racing across the streets. Life is good. You know what? He's enjoying himself. He's awesome. He is happy. But soon, an accident happened, and he goes to jail even though he didn't do anything. And when he comes out, he swears vengeance to get revenge on the person that do, did do something, did something extremely horrible. And he goes across the country and does this epic races and everything with these awesome Mustangs and everything to take vengeance on this man. Wow. It's like so elaborate and like awesome and stuff. It, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of that stuff happens. Not a lot of that stuff, but it's like people go to jail for doing nothing. But I mean, it's like everything points to them. So you got you to gotta be careful. <laughs> so how did you like the overall production? You know, this film was based off the popular, extremely popular game made by EA, I did all the time, Need for Speed. I think they did a pretty good job capturing it. And I just want to say this, you will, you have to look really carefully, but if you, in one of the scenes you're actually playing Need for Speed and Need for Speed. <laughs> I'm playing Need for Speed in the movie need for speed see yes. i love when they have games and then they're just like oh we should totally make a movie about it and then they totally make a movie and it goes so well with the actual game because it's just it's just so alike and it's it's cool what made this production so great because it is from it is from a game was that its best quality or what do you think its best quality was you know the best quality has to be the cars the cars you know I don't say this a lot, but the cars were the stars, honestly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was the car. Because that car had a bit of gadgets on it, and that car was every single scene. And they did so well to film that car. It was more than a race car. I was literally about to fall off my seat every second <laughs> of film. It was wonderful. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big car person, but when the cars are like showed nicely and where it's like the cars are just so cool and it's mainly about the cars well not mainly but the cars are a big part in the film I was just like whoa that car is so cool and I wish I could drive that car and I get like totally crazed about cars I'm just like I should totally buy a car but then I'm just like can't drive anyway how about the cinematography they angled everything pretty nicely and they had some pretty crazy stunts like a car hanging from a helicopter or cars doing stunt jumps or cars almost falling off mountains and all oh, stuff yeah. like that yeah because we see that every day <laughs> yeah you know it's normal it's normal yeah, norm that guy's left it probably is <laughs> but you know they did a really good job capturing it they got the emotions it's the bad guy he kind of had a bad day at the end mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna spoil anything but his emotions are kind of priceless yeah they did a good job capturing them he's a bad guy he's a cool guy he's a loser he's a loser they i mean they they always do that well not always but it's like in films it's like he's a cool bad guy he's like cool to everyone but he's a bad guy to you and he has that like cool stance and stuff because all bad guys have a stance that they just do it's like that bad guy stance so (laughs) tell me about some of the actors in this film because talking about stances and bad guys and emotions really really good you know um everybody did fantastic you know couple characters did sound a bit fake and a bit too much of it Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a bit upsetting considering this film was supposed to be kind of serious and Mm -hmm. a couple characters did overdo almost and I also yeah. just want to say another useless fact of the day. This is the <laughs> very, very first film I've ever seen. Well, motion picture film that I've first that I've seen with the new, um, new twin tower in the background. Oh, see, see, when they build stuff, they're just like, we're gonna put it in movies because you know that's the logical thing to do. Yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Brianna Hopiton, and today we are reviewing the films Need for Speed, Divergent, and Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the premiere. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry about Need for Speed. And we were just speaking about actors' performances. And he was just talking about the characters and how, like, sometimes it was too over the top and the villains and all these emotions. Anything else you would like to add to this film? Like, like anything you would like to add or take away from it? You know, it would be cool. The coolest thing I would do like, some futuristic cars that are, like, completely different from the cars we ever think of futuristic cars. And they're, like, super futuristic, and they're like, we're like, what? <laughs> and it's I so thought that cool. would have been cool if they did a car like that, or a couple mm-hmm. of cars. But the Mustang, the Shelby Mustang, it's an actual car. You can buy it. It doesn't oh. have holographic projectors, but otherwise, yeah, it's that car. I mean, I love Mustangs. I mean, I, I don't... I mean, I can't drive, but I love looking at Mustangs. I'm just like, whoa, that's a Mustang. I like looking at Lamborghinis. I'm never going to drive one. I'm never going to afford one, but I like (laughs) looking at them. I like looking at them. (laughs) So were there any morals or messages that you took away from this film? You You know, one message I took away from this film is that every crime will not go, all crimes will not go away, whatever you want to say. It's basically the concept, if you do a crime, you'll serve it, you'll pay for it one way or another, sooner or later. Wow, like, I've heard that, but I just can't remember when I heard that. And now that you said it, I'm just like, not all crime goes away. Because people think that they can do crimes and just like, oh, if I do a crime and I hide it well enough, it's like, I can just, I can just get away from it. And then 
it's like 20 years later, or maybe five years later, they, it gets back to you. And it's like, well, you didn't think you'd get caught, but you did. So I, I, that's a good lesson. I like that. How many stars do you give this film? You know, I will give this five out of five stars. And all my friends that love Need for Speed will absolutely hate me. But I'm going to give it four out of five stars, honestly, because the acting was kind of fake. Mm-hmm. Too much. I mean, you otherwise, did say that it was a l- over the top a little bit, so I understand that. Yeah, otherwise it was a fantastic film and had a video game that its name was, Need for Speed and Need for Speed. And mm-hmm. the cinematography was fantastic and everything else was fantastic. And genius idea to do Need for Speed and not Forza, whatever the other one is called. <laughs> a good idea, good idea. So who is your favorite character? Because you've mentioned a lot and like emotion-wise and villain-wise and all these different things and I have to just like put in my picture put in my head picture that there's a lot of characters so who's your favorite character you know she's not mentioned much but she is those are the best characters though yeah she is rather important and she's like the one makes them and lets them do everything so she's the sister of a of the of a young man who died in the accident Mm -hmm. and she's also girlfriend and boyfriend with the evil man and she realizes that he committed the crime by some well well some evidence she found Mm -hmm. and she's like (gasps) (laughs) so she goes to the guy that's trying to get vengeance and helps him well helps him get a new car something happens doing anything Mm -hmm. i know it's hard i I just want to say it's hard it's a hard thing yeah but he she says some. She says something. Gives him something that basically helps him through the rest of the movie extremely well. See, it's like the person that was with the bad guy helped the good guy, and now, like, you don't even know. Like, maybe if she didn't help him, it wouldn't have gone as it did. Maybe if, if the ending was bad or good or whatever, it may have not gone as it did. So I'm glad she helped him. Yeah, probably. What is the age range in this film? This film is for older adults. And one of the scenes that, um, yeah, in one of the scenes, if you watch the movie, you're going to know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But I would give this an age rating of 12, 13 to 18. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're really mature and you're good with a bit of action, a bit of adult humor, then, yeah, you can watch this film. (laughs) <laughs> see, see, you put it out there, adult, I mean, older adults and 14 and 13, so I'm glad you put that out there because some people will be like, well, maybe I can watch it. And then they'll be like, whoa, couldn't watch that. <laughs> well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Need for Speed. Thank you so much for letting me speak to you. It was a lot of fun. Now go... <laughs> I'm going to go play the game, by the way, so bye. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's a, always a pleasure talking to you, Jerry. It raced into theaters on March 14th, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids.
Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished, just finished speaking with Jerry about Need for Speed. We are reviewing the films Divergent. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the premiere, and Freaky Friday. So right now, we are speaking with Raven about Divergent, the new film. Thank you for joining us today. Raven, how are you? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's always a pleasure. So I really want to see this film, and I have read all the books, and I am super excited. So can you please tell us about it? Absolutely. Um, So Divergent tells the story of sort of post-apocalyptic America. I'm assuming it's America because everybody speaks English. Yes. but I have it's not read Chicago. the books. It's a Chicago, exactly. Okay, perfect. I have not read the books. So it's post-apocalypse. It's a huge war. So pretty much everybody came up, well, the government or whatever, came up with this idea on how to keep the peace. Um, so everybody is uh, put into factions based on, you know, sort of their personality and their best traits so that everybody has jobs and everybody does their jobs, which I think is actually a really good idea, honestly, Mm -hmm. because then everybody sort of works on a barter system and everybody takes care of everybody else. And I think it's awesome. So pretty much that's what everybody 
everybody's in, and when you um, become a teenager, you get 16 tested. Sixteen to be precise. 16, Sixteen to be precise. Yes. <laughs> um, you get tested to see what faction you should go into, and ultimately, it's your decision. But most mm -hmm. people go with what the test shows them. Um, so it tells the story of Beatrice, also known as Tris, and she is played by Shailene Woodley, um, who's fantastic. And pretty much, she has been in the same faction her whole life with her family and the faction that she wants to be in, which is Dauntless. And doing that, the test will show her where to go. Mm -hmm. But she takes. The the test and she finds out that she's a divergent which means that she doesn't fit into any category which yes, is threatening multiple. yes which is threatening because then the um the people you can't be controlled yeah she can't be controlled and the people that sort of rule everything which is erudite kind of they um they're concerned that it will cause issues and they're trying to eliminate all the factions so it tells her story of sort of finding her place and trying to fit in and also realizing that she doesn't have to fit in because trying to fit in will ruin things as you find in the end so that's wow. what the movie's about okay i'm, I'm just going to say this first that okay. like little synopsis right there was perp that was amazing. Oh, thank you. I haven't read the book, so I'm like, oh, I hope that I do it justice. <laughs> I helped you a little bit, but that's okay. That's yes, okay. Yes, yes. I, I just, I love, I, I absolutely love the books because, mm -hmm. I mean, especially the first one because of how it, it, of how it just goes along because they're basically like early on they get like their ancestors they're trying to be better so they like genetically change them yep. but then they figure out that they can't live together because it's a bunch of chaos so they separate them and i just love that backstory about this film so. yeah i think it's cool because erudite they they keep saying kate winslet is in this movie which i love and um mm -hmm. and her character who is Janin matthews yep that's who she yeah. is saying that human nature is what makes human weaks and showing like like natural human weakness is not okay and so she's trying to sort of wipe out like human traits and like human personalities which I think is weird because mm -hmm. like that's what makes people people so anyway <laughs> um I think that's cool because she is trying to change people and um I'm excited to see what happens with the rest of the series there's two more books right correct yep okay so I have make either two or three more movies like mm -hmm. we were talking about the, before the show they might split it up um yes. but i'm excited because this first film although like it was sort of fast-paced because of the training that they do in dauntless and True. all of that stuff and then the very end which is super intense it mm -hmm. was sort of slow to get to the plot because in the very beginning she's trying to pick a faction she chooses she is just training basically and trying to like stay in the faction and so mm -hmm. the the intense part of the plot and sort of what ends up happening for the rest of the series isn't really shown until the last 20 minutes so True. i'm excited to know that there's more of a storyline to follow <laughs> there is it's like in the book it's like i didn't really think about it when i was reading the book because for me i feel like a book is longer because it has thinking and all this stuff and what she's going to do and, and stuff like that. So I'm not really thinking about how, how slow it's going to be or how slow it actually is. So, but I, I understand you now, now that I think about it. So Absolutely. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope time and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we're reviewing the films Divergent, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, The Premiere, and Freaky Friday. So right now, let's continue speaking with Raven about Divergent. And we were just speaking about the plot and how maybe it's a little bit slow, but it's really good in the books. And I'm just going to say this. If you guys are interested in reading, or even if you're not, I would. I, I, I just feel like... 
if you're going to watch the movie and you know that it's a book, I would watch the movie before. I would I would read, read the, book. the book before. Yes, there you go. Or if you didn't know there was a book and you watch the movie, just read the book after. Just read the book. Yeah, I remember a couple like months ago, I feel like you were talking about like this book and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm reading this book. It's amazing. And then all of a sudden I found out about this movie and I was like, huh. So I feel like I'm definitely going to have to read the second book before I see the second film um, yeah. whenever it comes out. Hopefully soon. I don't want to wait. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I want to see what happens. Because how it ended was just so like they just ride off into the dis. I don't even what? How did- <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, they just ride off to the what? Yeah, I, I I have really bad memory with books, so I have no idea what happened. Oh, yeah. So, what is your favorite scene in this film? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't, I think probably my favorite scene would have to be when she, like, the, she's coming back from uh, practicing, like, this war game with Dauntless, which is, like, capture the flag, but they shoot each other with these things where it's, like, not oh. a real bullet, but it simulates the pain of a real bullet for a short period of time. So mm-hmm. it's, like, capture the flag, but, like, with a very painful shooting. And like, <laughs> capture the flag, but with guns. That's great. So on the way back everybody gets hooked up to like these straps that go like flying through the city it's like a zip line but you're just lying oh, on it yeah. you know, like shooting through the city I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. I thought visually that looked interesting and even though it wasn't like super important to the plot or anything I just thought visually it was cool because honestly I liked this movie a lot but I feel like it was lacking in two things one was visually I thought it could have been a little bit better and again I haven't read the book so maybe it maybe it's not, yeah. it, it works with the book but um from my opinion and I went and saw it with a bunch of my friends who also hadn't read the book I felt oh. like it could have been a little bit better visually like there were some scenes where the green screen was ridiculously obvious yeah um so that's all that I would change but I, I feel like that scene where they were ziplining was pretty cool True, true. It's like me and my friends, well, like four or five of my friends have read the whole Divergent series and we're actively talking about it and stuff like that. So they, like, I'm the only one that thinks that I feel like Theo James playing the character of four. I feel, I think I'm the only one, like, in my group of friends at school thinks that he's a little bit too older for my taste. He was too old. Right? It's just, it's not just me. For the audience who has no idea what we're talking about, the leading male character is this character named Four, which is weird, but once you're in a faction, you get to choose your name. So I guess he chose the name Four, as in the number. That's cool. But he is played by Theo James, um, who is, like, in his late 20s, I believe. He looks like he's in his late 20s. Yeah, 29, so I was correct, late 20s. But he's playing an 18-year-old, and he does not look 18 at all. And I was so confused because... um, Tris is supposed to be 16 16? or 17, 16, I think. And, like, she had this, like, weird relationship with this guy who literally looked like he was in his late 20s. And I was just (laughs) so confused. But then I realized he was supposed to be around her age. And I think that, I don't know. He, I mean, he was good at his part, but I guess. And one more thing that I would change about the movie, too, since I was talking about that I had two things was, again, I think since I haven't read the book, this was the issue. But I think a lot of the dialogue in the film was, like, directly related to the book because so many so many lines like seemed like something that would be written in a book but it did not like fit with it, yeah. the scenes that was happening like it looked like they were reading off of a book so I felt like some of the lines seemed a little bit cheesy mm-hmm. and just forced like not necessarily natural and I'm yeah. sure that the people that have read the book were like oh my gosh yay they put that exact line in there yeah but it was a little <laughs> I bit your imitation a little bit. confusing for me I guess it was a little yeah. bit much because it's like it's like 
books like book lines are can we like book lines can be like changed into like screen lines or or film lines so a lot of times book lines wouldn't necessarily translate well to film i guess i don't know it's just better sometimes to just leave it out but i'd probably be like oh my gosh they did that so i probably just you'd be excited just did (laughs) yeah you'll love it i'm convinced i I probably will so very very quickly how many stars do you give this film i would give this film four to five stars because it was very entertaining and i liked it and i could tell that everybody that was a fan of the series already loved it um and it was it was a good film. I loved the music. The soundtrack was amazing. And I looked into it. And it actually has bands that I'm, like, super into. Like, Pretty Lights and Odessa is on. I was so excited. Um, but, again, I think it was lacking a tad bit. But, yeah, I'd give it four out of five stars. So be sure to check it out. Yep. Well, every film has its flaws. Mm-hmm. Well, Raven, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Diversion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure. It's in theaters on March 21st, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished, just finished speaking with Raven about Divergent. We are reviewing the films, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the premiere, and Freaky Friday. So right now, we're speaking with Jerry and Jeremy about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Thank you for joining us today. Jeremy, how are you? And how are you, Jerry? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing very interesting. So I heard, little birdie, that you went to the premiere of Mr. Peabody and Sherman. How was that for you? Oh, it was fantastic. And I just didn't meet the stars and everybody. Mm-hmm. I also met Lassie the dog. Oh, I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, it was the 10th generation of one of the original Lassie actors. And oh. we got to meet her. She was really awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I see. When you said Lassie the dog, I'm just like, wait, so you just, just random Lassie and Lassie the dog? But now that you did that, I, I understand it now. So who did you get to meet? Because you said that you met some celebrities. Yeah, I met, I met a lot of the stars. I almost met all of them. Sadly, I did not meet Ty Burrell. Mm. I did meet Max Charles. And Ooh. I did meet Zach Callison. Um, Zach Ellison plays uh, King Tut, and oh. Max Charles plays Mr. Sh- Sherman. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Mr. Sherman. <laughs> Mr. Sherman. And I met a whole bunch of other people. It's just, it'll take a while to list them. I actually <laughs> met a total of 10, 12 people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you got to interview a lot of people. That's like the real experience. I mean, all the, I mean, if I got to interview like the people that you interviewed I'd be like so I'm glad you got to do that I'm very glad so what was your favorite question that you asked hmm absolutely my favorite 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 question of all of them you know after you ask 40 questions it's kind of hard to answer (laughs) that um one of my oh one of the best questions is when I asked the producer what was the hardest part to make this film she didn't say to update the technology she didn't say to cast it she looked at me and she answered the hardest part to film this movie was eating the same lunch every day (laughs) and I just thought that is so true right Right? It's like, you don't want to eat the same food every day, so you want to mix. I'm glad that you went to the premiere, Jerry. I'm very, very glad. So, Jerry, can you please tell us about this film? Well, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, it's really, really simple, actually. Well, no, it's not. But um, it's about a dog that's really better than any human. And he's a small dog, a little white dog. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He is. He was awarded the um, Nobel Peace Prize. He's a scientist. He knows the president pretty well, mm-hmm. and he's just awesome. He's just, he's just round well yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's just awesome. But his biggest challenge ever is when he get he adopts a young boy. Yeah, dog adopts a one step a boy adopts a dog. What are the odds? <laughs> what are but, the odds? But when that boy goes to his first day of school, a whole adventure starts. <laughs> Well, adventures do happen when it's the first day of school. Uh, adventure for me started, I started learning. And I started having to get up really early for school. So <laughs> that's one thing I don't really like. But, eh. So, Jeremy, how was the humor in this film? Well, it was very hilarious. There were lots of funny parts throughout the film. It was very funny. <laughs> what was your favorite thing in this film that was funny? My favorite thing in this film that was funny 
Well, that would be... There's a lot of favorite parts. There's a lot of great parts in this film. Mm-hmm. They're all very funny, so it would be really hard to choose. I get you, I get you. I have a lot of things that I'm just like, I can't choose, like, pizza and Chinese food on Friday. Like, I can't, I just, I just can't choose. It's hard. <laughs> so, Jeremy, Jeremy, see, it's Jerry and Jeremy, I get confused. Jeremy, what is your favorite scene? Like, My out of all of them. It doesn't even have to be funny. During the Trojan War, it's so funny to see them fighting against the wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... he's all like, oh my gosh, wow, no. It's, it's really funny. And why did you like that scene so much? Because it was funny or because of the cinematography? I It was pretty funny that he was so tiny and he was fighting with the huge Greek warriors. Because <laughs> he's like, whoa, no, no. And he's like, but then Sherman's like, nope, I really can't do this. <laughs> you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we've reviewed the films Need for Speed, Divergent. We are reviewing the films Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the premiere, and Freaky Friday. So right now, let's continue speaking with. We are reviewing the films Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the premiere, and Freaky Friday. So right now, we let's continue speaking with Jerry and Jeremy about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And we were just speaking about favorite scene and how funny it was, and how funny it was that Sherman was very scared about the Trojan soldiers and Trojan War, and it was just a very funny scene. So, Jerry, were there any villains in this film? Yeah, well, kind of, kind of. You don't see the villain a lot, which Mm -hmm. is not normal, but there is one villain, and that is the Child Services Foundation. Yes. Basically, Sherman bit a girl at school because the girl's making fun of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, him. And him. him, yes. Sherman is a him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just to let you know. Yes. And I also, uh, also own a pair of Sherman's glasses. They're awesome. But anyway, mm-hmm. because she was making fun of him that he that he has a dog and all of that. Well, she complains and this involves child services. And when the lady learned that, well... It's a dog. It yes. is a dog that's the father. Of course, she's like... Um, Skeptical, yes. And she's thinking of taking Sherman away. And then something else even worse happens that involves Mr. Peabody. And if you want to know what that is, you have to watch the film. It's like really <laughs> bad. Really, really, really bad. But I'm not saying it. But I'm not saying it, yeah. If you guys wanna if you guys wanna see it, you, you should check it out. It's a great film. Just saying, side note. Uh Jerry, like how many stars do you give this film? Oh, uh, you know, after a long time of thinking about it, five out of five stars. Uh, five out of five stars. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad. So Jeremy, how many stars did you give it? Something five out of five. Well, it was funny, it's adventurous, it's educational, it's... You said it was educational. What did you learn from this film, Jeremy? Well, I learned about important historical events and different yeah. time periods in history. Yeah, it's like, when I saw this film, I was like, wow, it's like, oh, I love that and that and that. I feel like I was actually there because they were actually there. Like, they traveled back in time to that time period, and I was actually there. So instead of just teaching it out of a book, they taught, they taught it just by going back in time. Like, if I could do that, I'd be like, yeah, just go back to a person that introduces the cell phone and I'll get millions of dollars and I'll share it with you. <laughs> 
Well, Jerry and Jeremy, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Thanks for letting us be here today. Mm -hmm. I am glad to talk to you. It's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking with Jerry and Jeremy about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And we are reviewing the films Freaky Friday. So right now we're speaking with Kendall and Kayla about Freaky Friday. Keep you joining us today. How are you, Kendall? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. And how are you, Kayla? I'm doing great, too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you are both doing fantabulous. So this film looks very good, and I have seen it, so I am one of those people that have seen this film and been like, whoa, it's an awesome film. So, Kendall, can you please tell us about it? Well, Freaky Friday is about a 13-year-old girl named Annabelle, who's played by Jodie Foster, and mm-hmm. her Ellen, who's played by Barbara Harris, and they both switch places. But they both have huge tasks to fulfill during this day, so it was kind of like a bad timing. 
<laughs> and Annabelle had two huge tests, a huge field hockey tournament, and a water skiing performance. And oh. her mom had to take her take her son to school, do the chores, and plan for her husband's party while he also adding more stuff to her list of things to do. Oh. So, okay. I didn't, I guess I didn't clarify myself. I saw the the new Freaky Friday. Well, not the new, 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 new. I don't even think they made a new, 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 new. But anyway, this is the new Freaky Friday, not the original one. So I guess I'm out of the loop, guys. <laughs> but Kayla, it stars Barbara Harris and Judy Foster and, and John Austin. And how's their acting? Their acting is amazing. Because Barbara Harris and Jodie Foster, they do a really good job playing playing each other's character. Like, it, Barbara Harris does a really good job playing a 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. And, and no, Jodie Foster do a great job playing her mother. Yeah, I love, I mean, with this one and the updated one, whichever one that you look at, look at I feel that, I mean, I feel like it'd be a very... A hard, ex- not hard experience, but I think it'd be. Challenge factors because yeah. it's like you, you adapt this one character, you try to get so deep into this one character so you do a good job, and then in the middle of filming, you have to switch, switch. And it's like, okay, I have to get into this character. And if they switch back, you have to get into this character. So it's a bunch of things that you have to do, like background and all of these things. And I just think that it would, it's so cool that you can adapt to one character and then totally go off of that and then adapt to another character. I think this is why I like the plot line of this film. Yeah. Is it easy to follow along, Kayla? Yeah, it's very easy because, well, since I've seen both versions, it, they're both really, really similar. So I was able mm-hmm. to understand what was going on. Oh, that's good. And I have to ask you, Kendall, did you watch the original first or did you watch the updated one first? I watched the updated one first and then I watched this one. And mm-hmm. there are similarities to them, but they both had something different. Oh, see, because that's always how it is. Like when you have an original and then you remake it, it's like there's this one or two or three little things that are not the same because with Karate Kid and the Karate Kid, like the the old one and the new one, it's like you can tell different similarities, but they're both great films. They're both amazing films. It just has a little bit of twist to it. So that's why I love originals and remakes. Yeah. Is, Kendall, is there anything that you would like to take out or put into this film? Um, no, I don't really think so. I just thought it was perfect and mm-hmm. just really enjoyed it. I, I will, yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I when I watch films, I'm just like, oh, this. I mean, I would have liked this. I would have liked this. But I'm I'm glad you have this uh thing on this film. And it's like, wow, this is this was a pretty good film. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we review films: Need for Speed, Divergent, Mr. Peabody, and Chairman the Premiere. We are reviewing the film. Freaky Friday. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kendall and Kayla about Freaky Friday. And we were just speaking about how perfect and enjoyable this film is. And Kayla, what was the age range that you, that you gave this film? Well, I gave this film ages 11 through 17 for girls, preteens, and teenagers. Mm-hmm. Because 
this film is sort of about, the, about a girl, a 13-year-old girl, who switched places with her mom. So I think that you, younger girls wouldn't really be interested in it because it's really mature. Yeah, and and also, like, they, I don't think they would get it. I don't think they would get why they switched or how they switched. So I, I get why you said girls also because it's a mother and a daughter. But I also get why you picked that age range. So, Kendall, how was the humor and comedy? It was, it was good. There wasn't that much throughout the film like a regular com- comedic mm-hmm. movie would be. But there were some funny parts thrown in. And what, my favorite funny part was when Ellen, or should I say, and so she kept telling everybody, no, no, I can't have, I can't drive. But they didn't believe her. So she drew backwards into the neighbor's backyard. Oh. And instead of everyone running away, they all jumped into the pool. I was like, really? Why can't you <laughs> really? jumping into the pool? <laughs> See, I would have run away. I would have gotten my butt out of there. I would have been like, I am not here. You did not see me. If the police come, I am not here. I am over there. I was not here when this happened. That's what I would have done. So, Kayla, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film three out of five golden stars because the cinematography, it was a little different because I'm not a really good fan of um, older films because it doesn't grab my attention that much. But it was also a pretty good film. I get, I get that because I love, okay, I love modern films and I love really, really, really old films. So it's like the films between really, really old and now, like I still like them if it has a good storyline, but I'm not as interested. Like I, I like the black and white, like like the first few films that were in color. Like I like, I love those films because it just takes us from what we were to now. And I, and I believe that films from a couple of years ago or uh, a few decades ago will still capture that, but I, that's, that's what I feel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Kendall and Kayla, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Freaky Friday. You're welcome. I had fun being here. <laughs> I had fun talking to you both. It's playing all month long on Kids Scene, so please check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First filmer, film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and you're listening to Voice America News. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 